Welcome to Coffee Talk with Linda. I'm Linda Davis. Thank you for joining me today. A little bit about myself before we get started. I love Jesus. I love coffee. And I love sharing both. So go grab your cup and let's talk. Let's find out if our hearts need healing. How do we know that our hearts need healing? What are some of the signs of a heart in need of healing? What, what does that look like, a heart in need of healing? Right? We want, we, God desires truth from our innermost depths, from our, from our hidden thoughts. So we have to ask him just for starters to reveal these things to us. And he will. I've said many times, if you ask the Lord to show you, be prepared because he's going to show you. But to walk in a heal and hold heart brings such freedom into your life. It's so powerful. It impacts every relationship around you. Not yielding your heart to the Lord, not continually and consistently asking God to show you you, thinking you have arrived and you don't have any area that needs work on. And and don't just say, oh yeah, I know, I know that's a bad area in my life. No, that's not good enough. Get to work on it. Let God show you, you, and then do something about it and ask him to strengthen you through the process. Ask him to renew your spirit daily. Ask him to cause a steadfastness in you all your days. Restore to me the joy of your salvation. This is a joyful life we get to live. If we're not truly in the joy of the Lord, we need healing in our heart. Let's really Ask God, as David did, try me, test me, show me if there is any wicked way in me. Show me me over and over and over again. Freedom. This is where freedom comes. I'm all about freedom. So many people are bound up because they do not recognize that their heart needs healing. Nobody wants to be bound up. But we do make the choice if we're going to go through the sometimes painful process of laying down our pride and saying, I'm wrong in this area. I need to change my ways. I missed it. Or they need to forgive. They need to get to the root of anger. They need to get to the root of fear. They need to get to the root of any behavior that should be a red flag, but that maybe we either justify or we numb and we choose to ignore because that's a more comfortable process. It's not a good place and we know it's not a good place, but it is more comfortable to us. And that's a difference. People like to be comfortable. We don't need to be bound up. There's no reason for it anymore. Galatians 5.1. I have so many favorite scriptures. I feel like all the time I'm saying this is my favorite scripture, but this is genuinely one of my favorite scriptures. And I'm gonna open to it and I'm reading it to you in the Amplify, but it basically is for freedom. Christ has set us free. He set us free. Do not become bound again by a yoke of slavery, something that causes you to do or makes you do things you don't want to do. That's what slavery was, right? That's what even slavery is today in human trafficking. It's making people do what they don't want to do. So think about that when you listen to this scripture. Chapter five, so good. In this freedom, Christ has made us free. Remember, I'm reading from the Amplified and completely liberated us. Stand fast then, hang on, dig your boots in and do not be hampered 
and held ensnared and submit again to a yoke of slavery, which you have once put off. Don't let fear back in. Don't let anger back in. It'll try. When you feel like you're about to get angry about something, mm, step back. Become self-controlled, which is one of the fruits of the Spirit, and step back and ask, Lord, why was I about to respond that way? That's how you're going to get a healed heart. There are many, many Christians, Christians, saved, going to heaven, but not set free. That's powerful. I actually wrote a book all about this because I'm so motivated by the freedom of Christ. It's called Flying Free, Answering God's Call to Freedom. God has freedom for us. He's actually called us to it. And actually walking in this genuine freedom that Christ came to give us and not and fighting for it. See, we, we get this freedom on salvation. Then we have to fight for it. Fight for it. Fight for it. Because like Galatians 5, 1 said, do not become ensnared again. Do not become bound up by a yoke of slavery again. Do not let yourselves get back to that place. That word let, do not give permission to. That's what let means. If I let you do something, I'm giving you permission. Do not let yourselves, I'm going to go back to it one more time. Open up the book one more time. Galatians chapter five, verse one. One more time, maybe a few more times. <laughs> Do not let yourselves become entangled again with the yoke of bondage, yoke of slavery. Don't give permission to yourself. Wow, nobody else, us. These red flags in our lives, it's up to us to recognize them it's up to us to do something about them. Don't go your whole life not seeing that true freedom in the spirit of the Lord given to us on the cross and resurrection of Jesus is what separates us out. It's what makes us yielded of vessels. It's what makes us healed and whole. It's what makes healthy relationships around us. And people do not want this because it's uncomfortable. When people, and I've dealt with it in mentoring people over the years, when you begin to encourage them to deal with an area of their heart that maybe they do not want to deal with, they become defensive, they become agitated, they become irritated because it's something unfamiliar to them, regardless of something being good or not good at all, people will stay in that place because the unfamiliar is uncomfortable to them. And I've said this many times before. It's like getting a new pair of shoes, especially heels. And we start walking in them. And of course, we're going to get blisters because it's brand new. And actually, our feet are unfamiliar with them. So we become uncomfortable in the new shoes. And we don't like it. But really... Our skin in the area that we have the blister just has to get used to the new shoe and it will be fine. But we tend to go back to an older, more comfortable pair of shoes so that the blister will feel better or we put Band-Aids on it. However, to stop the pain, 
But if we really want those new shoes, we're going to have to just allow it to take place so the shoe and the foot can be broken in, so to speak. And it's that way spiritually when the Lord's highlighting to us an area that needs healing in our lives. And he gives us red flags to show us a heart that may need healing. And here's a few things. I'm just going to put them out there for you. If you struggle in these areas, and then we'll go back and give a little description maybe on each area. So if we have unforgiveness in our heart, a continued unforgiveness, that should be a red flag to us that our heart needs healing. Because unforgiveness can come out in so many behavioral ways. Anxiety even. Anxiety is a red flag to a heart that needs healing. False expectations on people. Fear of rejection. That's another one. I mentioned this before, but anger, small, and going all the way up to rage. If you find yourself overreacting to small issues, it's a reflection of a heart that needs healing in a particular area. Now, any of these things, it's not like, oh my gosh, you're a mess. Your whole life's a mess. Everything's a mess in your life and just forget it. It's just saying, stop working on that area. Revenge seeking. Are you always wanting people to get their just due? Are you always waiting for people to get what they deserve? That's intense. That is a heart that needs healing. This is another one that's kind of interesting as an indicator or a sign of a heart that needs healing, gossiping, and of course, addiction. Addictive behavior is always, always a clear sign that our heart needs healing. We Let's just start with forgiveness. We need to let go. I mean, sometimes we hold on to these silly little grudges that just aren't even worth it. And, and I think this about unforgiveness. I think when there's small little things, like grudges, like things that in the norm we wouldn't hold on to, we, we, you know, th there's a difference between being hurt and being unforgiving. All of us have been hurt by most people in our lives, actually. But we have to let it go. We have to release them. And we don't have to make it a big ordeal every time. Sometimes we do need to go to the person, yes, and talk to them and say, this did hurt me. I want you to know it hurt me. But even if they do not apologize, we need to forgive. That's powerful right there. Even if they do not apologize, we need to forgive. This is the very beginning of having a healed and whole heart and a life that moves in freedom. Forgiveness and becoming a person that habitually, because we will always have to forgive people. People will always hurt us. Always. We cannot justify our hurt feelings. And I'm not saying minimize. You got to let it go quickly. If you feel like you need to go to the person that did hurt you and just say, I was hurt because. 
even if they do not say they're sorry, you have to let it go. You have to choose to forgive anyways, or it will eat you up and it will eat up the relationship. I've had to do it. I know what I'm talking about. I've gone to people, you know, this hurt me. And instead of them simply saying, I'm sorry, I hurt your feelings, they justified their actions. And that compounds the hurt, actually. But regardless of that, you have to turn your heart away from the unforgiveness because it's a very dangerous place, very dangerous. As a matter of fact, I mentioned anger. Unforgiveness is the biggest root of anger. We become angry. And if you notice yourself getting angry at a person, then you're not forgiving them. And you even have to ask yourself, what's the deeper root? And sometimes we do this. We're taking out on a person that is currently in our life for hurts of our past that we're not even aware we haven't forgiven. Now, this is, this is a fact in marriages. We'll go with the woman here. She will be so harsh on her husband. She will not let the little things go. She will be unforgiving to him for things she has not forgiven her father for. That's pretty powerful. Or any other man in her life that hurt her. But a lot of times her father. So if you notice yourself in your marriage struggling to forgive yourself, uh, forgive your husband of things that really you should let go of, you have to understand that it is actually a deeper root here. And you have to ask the Lord to show you. I say that all the time. Show me, Lord, why I'm being so harsh on this person. Why I've put the expectation bar so high. And as I mentioned false expectations earlier. False expectations is a significant red flag that we have a heart that's not healed. And it's almost like we, we set the people up for failure because we expect them to be perfect, actually because we have a root of unforgiveness in our life that we have not dealt with. Nobody else can deal with this for you. You have to deal with it. Fear of rejection. All of this, so much of this actually comes from unforgiveness. The revenge seeking, wanting the just do. Shame and guilt is another one. And there are so many things. When we hear the words addictive behavior, we think of substance. But there are so many addictive behaviors. Anything you overdo is an addictive behavior. And I really want to encourage you to stop justifying your behaviors and understand that your behavior is showing you areas of your heart that need to be healed. Stop pointing the finger at everyone else in your life. Not everybody else is wrong and you are right. We all, all of us, every single person walking the earth today needs to deal with their own heart. It's a necessity. Every day, we ought to be rising up like David. Every day and saying, Lord, create in me a clean heart. Renew a steadfast spirit in me. Lord, show me anything I need to see in myself today. If you're quickly critical of other people, you need to see your own heart. Deal with you first. Some behavioral signs of unforgiveness, because I promise you, unforgiveness can destroy every relationship around you. 
it's the biggest red flag of needing a healed heart. And these are uh, symptoms, I guess, behavioral signs that you have an unhealed heart of unforgiveness in your life that becomes a root of bitterness and it becomes a root of anger. And then every single relationship around you is impacted. If you're struggling with unforgiveness, you're most likely bottling up some anger. And truthfully, truthfully, this is a bottom line truth. The person that ends up being the recipient of our outbursts of anger, and I don't want you to just think of anger as screaming and yelling, but it's shortness, it's impatient, it's being curt, it's it's not interacting the way you would if you weren't angry. It's impatience. All that is anger, actually. But usually the recipient of that is not the person who caused the pain in our heart. That's huge. It's not usually the person that has caused the pain in our heart that is the recipient of the anger that's a result of our unforgiveness. Another behavioral sign that you're holding unforgiveness in the depths of your heart, that your heart needs healing, is that you're petty and you're impulsive. You're making snide remarks. You're passive aggressive in your comments and even in your texting. (laughs) There's mudslinging going on and you don't even realize it. And you're causing a bigger divide between you and that person. And you cannot fix this issue until forgiveness sets in, until you recognize the area of unforgiveness and you either go to that person and they actually apologize and restoration can take place or you go to that person and they do not apologize and you release them anyway or you cannot go to that person and you just have to simply let it go and give it to the Lord. Another behavioral sign is that everyone has to understand how you feel. It's about your feelings on a consistent basis. If they could only understand what they did and how they made me feel, then everything would be fine. They would want to say sorry if they really understood. So since they're not saying sorry, they don't really understand. And what about the fact if the person never recognizes what they've done? You still have to extend forgiveness. Are you a compulsive person? Another behavioral sign. You can't control the hurt that your heart has experienced, but you can control your environment. Here's some signs of that, being compulsive. You keep your spaces, your living environment spotless. You're constantly checking your social media. I know they seem very different, but these are all signs. You make unnecessary purchases, right? Shopaholics. What do people do when they're upset? They go shopping, women especially, but men too. Maybe you comfort eat. Maybe you overeat. All of this gives you a feeling of being in control, but it will not change your interaction with the people you're in relationship around you. These things only distract you from getting to the heart issue. If you see these things going on, recognize them and choose to step back and say, why am I responding this way? The same thing as the anger. Why am I responding this way? What's going on? Another big one 
is you do not take responsibility for your feelings. You project your feelings onto other people. You're blaming others. You're blaming the person that you cannot forgive for your feelings. You blame random events in your life. But it's really because you're choosing not to release people. We cannot hold other people responsible for how we react and how we respond to what they did in our lives. We can only hold ourselves responsible for that. We have to become self-controlled in these areas, and it's a process. We have to train ourselves in these areas to recognize and know what's going on in our hearts. Only you are responsible for you. Only you are responsible for your actions and your feelings, how you choose to respond. If you give that responsibility to the person that hurt you, you will never walk in true freedom in your life. Don't be held back by an unhealed heart. Take heed to these warning signs and allow yourself to release the unforgiveness in your heart. Ask the Lord to come in and help you to release the unforgiveness in your heart and watch the relationships around you improve. Relationships with your spouse, relationships with your children, relationships with your parents, relationship with your circle of friends. See, friends, it's different because we get to pick and choose the people who make us comfortable. But family, we don't necessarily. So if we are not forgiving, then we're walking out some of these behavioral signs in our relationship with them. And we're putting a divide there. And we're walking around unhealed. We're walking around bound up instead of walking around in the freedom that Christ died for us to have. We've given permission for ourselves to be bound again by a yoke of slavery. And it's nobody's fault. It's our responsibility.